Okay, Connor and I just uh, did a whirlwind trip, one day trip into the parks uh, with uh, my oldest son, Connor's brother, that is Justin. Uh, so anyway, hopefully you heard him in the last show that we just put out. And uh, if not, go back and listen to that. That was show 357. Uh, in that, we did a bunch of audio clips and stuff of us just running through the park, seeing uh, and being ridiculous. This show, we're going to be doing updates of stuff that's coming into the parks so that you can get ready to uh, set up your vacation uh, as we go into the summer and into the fall of 16. There's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening. So uh, give us a listen here, and uh, hopefully everything we've got to say will help out. All right. Be right back. This is show 358 for the week of April 25th, 2016. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, and so what we're going to do is give you some uh, updates on the things that are going on within the parks and a few things outside the park that we hope will have something to do with inside the park soon. So we're going to start off with first the Toothsome Chocolate Factory, in case you don't know what that is. That is a new restaurant that will be opening up where the NBA City restaurant used to be in, uh, in uh, CityWalk. And so that actually is kind of a takeoff from what I can see, a takeoff from uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It, of course, isn't taken directly from the movie as it's more of like a steampunk thing. Um, within this, they're not going to just have, you know, chocolates and candies and that's it. It actually will be a full functioning restaurant. So in there, even though you're going to have some fancy chocolate desserts and things like that, you and milkshakes. Yeah, you're also going to be able to get a hamburger. You're going to be able to get a steak. You're going to be able to get things like that along the way. Looks like as far as prices, I haven't seen absolute prices yet. I expect it to be pretty moderately priced to everything else. Uh, probably for an entree, you're looking at anywhere from eleven ninety nine to maybe fifteen ninety nine, unless you're looking to get a full fledged steak. Then you could be looking at maybe twenty five ninety nine. Most things do fall, fall below the prices of what you're looking at in Disney but not so far below, you know, that it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, so uh, that actually is under construction right now. We do have a little bit of video of it uh, that was taken about a week ago on our trip there, but um, it's changing quickly. Uh, as they seem to do, they do construction really fast in Universal, and so the, the projects change a lot from one day to the next. So anyway, uh, let's keep an eye out for that. Hopefully that's going to open with everything else. In July, uh, if not, hopefully by fall, by the time we get there in September. Let's see here. Next, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Myth Explorer. You can find that at, at M-Y-T-H-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R dot com slash trailer, or you could probably just find it at dot com. What Myth Explorer is, it is a, a fake story, basically, a made-up story. Uh, to kind of lead us into the story of Reign of Kong, which we'll be opening, and we'll talk about here a little bit more here in a minute. Um, 
if you watch it, it tells you about the archaeologists, yeah, correct? Archaeologists. archaeologists that uh, are going to the island where Kong uh, is at. And so it'll kind of lead you somewhat into the story. Uh, so that by the time you've watched each one of these segments, um, then you're probably going to hear a lot more about these people that are involved in this as you get into the reign of Kong, uh, Skull Island attraction opening in July. Uh, so, in other words, if you, you know, sat back and watched, I don't know, whatever movies leading into, like, Star Wars Land, movies leading into going into Star Wars Land, I'm sorry, Star Wars movies, going into the uh, Star Wars, oh, yeah, let's Harry do Potter. that. How about, yes, that would make more sense. Uh, if you watch the Harry Potter movies leading into before you go in to see the Harry Potter parks the first time, then... Uh, then this will help you to kind of be ready, acclimated to what you're about to see. Uh, that's what Myth Explorer is going to do. Uh, I've watched a little bit of it, and it's interesting. It can be cheesy in parts or whatever, but not bad. I think it does. It does have its kind of cool moments. For and a build-up to a theme park, I actually thought it was pretty well done. Pretty well done. production yeah. goes. Yeah, and it, it is. A lot of it takes place uh, in the beginning on a ship on their way there, and then kind of keeps going from there. And they so they release different segments here and there, and you can go to the site and watch them. Uh, let's see here. Right now, they do have a media event set up for Kong. Uh, that will be on June the 22nd. And so I expect for it to go into soft opening probably right after that. If you haven't already noticed by now, they are doing, uh, there's a lot of video coming out of uh, vehicle testing for this ride. Uh, the vehicles are 11 feet high. I think they're 10 feet wide. I forget how long. They hold 72 pa uh, passengers each. They are driverless and they are trackless. So if you see the video of the testing that they're doing right now, you'll see the vehicle driving itself through. Uh, it's kind of like the test track vehicles if you look as all four wheels turn uh, front and back to help it make tighter turns throughout the uh, course that you're kind of riding through. From what I understand, the... Um, the uh, um, a queue for it will be quite large and interactive, and that'll be before you even get on to the, the buses, which is what they look like, the ride vehicles. So um, those look like they're going to be an awesome part of the attraction on their own. Uh, it, it is. They did release some stuff about different creatures and stuff that you would see in there. Um, they showed them at the time as kind of cheesy animations on the screen. I'm hoping, I'm sure that you're going to see some screen technology in there, but I'm hoping that we also see quite a bit of uh, of uh, animatronic technology also. And before I forget, a lot of the update, uh, the ride vehicle update testing videos are out there uh, from a guy on YouTube called Mako Madness, M-A-K-O-M-A-D-N-E-S-S. He got quite a bit of a video on them doing the testing. They also and just recently were... Um Testing out the doors and the fire on the front too, weren't they? Yes, that's right. Yeah, they were. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I had hoped that you'd see soft opening for this sometime in April, but it doesn't seem as though it's going to happen. But you never know. You never know. I, I would think that they would want to not do the soft opening before the media event, but who knows? Uh, at the same time, you want to make sure everything's working correctly for a media event. So maybe we will see some soft opening. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Um, the outside of this attraction seems to be done. So I don't see a lot more changes happening there. 
Uh, everything that's going on now is in testing. It's in probably finishing up stuff that's inside. Um, outside looks fantastic. So any videos, pictures that you've seen of it, uh, most people, I think, you're blown away by it. It's amazing how real the mountains look, too, how they're painted. Even as you're walking through Jurassic Park and you look up the street, you can see the peaks of the mountains rising above everything. So works out out really well. I uh, can't wait to see it. So uh, sometime, they're saying right now, the official opening is supposed to be possibly in sometime in J July. Let's hope that happens before then. But uh, with the opening of uh, Sapphire Falls, which I'm about to talk about a little bit, uh, that's the actual opening of Sapphire Falls happens in July 17th. That's when the first bookings are for. Uh, speaking of Sapphire Falls, I had said in an earlier show that uh, Sapphire Falls uh, did not have boat access to it. In other words, you couldn't ride the boat to and from the resort, and that was incorrect. You can ride the boat to and from the resort. Uh, right now, they are offering two on a two-day stay. I think it's a $75 off each day or $75 voucher you get for food in the park. So if you're interested in that, you might check that out. Those, I, I think they still have rooms available even from the get-go. They have quite a few rooms there, so it'll take it a little while to book up. And most people are probably booking for uh, Halloween Horror Nights or uh, for a Harry Potter celebration coming up in January. That's when a lot of people you're going to see showing up. Uh, anything else you got to say there, Connor? I'm sorry. I'm just jabbering away. Oh, uh, I think you really covered it all. Okay, good. All right, uh, next, let's see here. I just wanted to give a little bit of information about the AP. Uh, I'm always going to be a proponent of the AP at Universal just because it's easily worth its money. The AP that Connor and I both have is the Power Pass, which I think is great for somebody who is a non-resident. Power Pass brand new will run you about, I think it's 239 plus tax. Uh, renewal, Connor just renewed his. I think it was $200. So you're looking at right around there for renewal. Uh, the Power Pass has some blackout dates. Most of them fall during the summer months and then during uh, peak holiday years uh, times when like would be near Easter, spring break. Um, let me think here, around Christmas time and New Year's. It's really, when we added it up, it's very few amount of days. Really, the, the only month that you're kind of blocked out is June. The rest, I think... Um, April and May have two days each, um, maybe a couple more in there that are blocked out. But really, the only month that you're not able to get in is June. Okay. So there are some times in July? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's well worth the money. Uh, and with the with the discounts that you can get on rooms alone, I mean, we got discounts on a suite over at Cabana. I think it was maybe $40 a night. I can't remember the exact amount now. But three nights there, and you know, you made yourself 120 bucks back. On the cost of your uh, AP. If you uh, ever, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go um, ahead. If you ever want to see how much um, or how fast it, uh, an annual pass pays itself off, Universal has they have a breakdown on their site when you go to purchase an annual pass of how long each annual pass takes to pay off. And so I believe the Power Pass takes one day. The next tier up takes two and a half days, and I believe the top tier takes three and a half days to pay off. There you go. And with the, I think, I can't remember the other, it's like a premium is the most expensive one, I believe. And you can make payments on it. I think it's at 479 I cannot remember. I'm sorry. I, I have it here, but I can't see it in my notes. 
uh, with the premium, the most expensive one, here's uh, some of the things that you're going to get also. Uh, of course, unlimited park-to-park admission, so there are no blackouts. Free self-parking after the first, uh, after your first time in the park. Free valet and preferred self-parking after your first visit. Uh, discounts on all theme park and special events tickets. Free Halloween Horror Nights ticket. And that is valid Sunday through Thursday, so not on the regular weekend. Free admission to select special events like Mardi Gras. Uh, discounted food, merchandise, and specialty items. Discount on Blue Man tickets. Free City Walk a- a Club access. Discounts on on-site hotels. And Universal. Okay, yeah, you do get Universal Express Pass, too, with the most expensive version at four seventy nine. Um and that happens after four o'clock each day that you get Express Pass. Uh, that also with the the middle tier and then the uh, premium tier, which is the top tier passes, you also can do flex pay on those. And so the middle tier is like seventeen dollars a month, and for the premium or top tier, it's twenty four dollars a month you can pay. Here are the things that match on all three. So between any of them, you're going to get discounts on. Uh, Theme park tickets and special events, which Connor just tried that out. Uh, and here's the kindness of the team member who is at guest services. We just needed a one-day two-park ticket. And uh, normally, to get the discount, you need a two, two-day two-park ticket. But he gave us a discount of about $15 or so off of the price of the one-day ticket. We ran into that a lot. There's a lot of just great cast members there that really look to help you out. Yeah. Yeah, they, and they are. They are. They seem to get it. That well, you know what it is. Here's the thing: they're not overworked. So, and if you want to know what I think about how Disney employees are just overworked and undermanned, you can listen to our Disney shows for that. Uh, also, the other thing that you get across all three uh, uh, tiers of tickets: free admission to selected special events, which is Mardi Gras. Uh, let's see here: discount on Blue Man Group tickets and discounts on on-site hotels. That the on-site hotel discount is worth it by itself. So anyway, it's going to depend on you know what works out. If you're going to be parking a lot of days, uh, let's say staying somewhere else off-site and then parking a lot of days within the parking garage at twenty bucks a day. If you're going to be there forty four days, that's eighty bucks right there. So you can you could take that off of the cost of your ticket. I still say they're the best way to to. Get the best deal out of your uh, AP is by staying on site and going with the discounts. So let's see here. And just in case we didn't say a one park, uh, I'm sorry, two park, one day ticket right now is $155 before any discounts. Uh, before I forget to, you can get for a limited time here, three months free on your AP that's paid for by Coca-Cola as a sponsor. So instead of getting just a 12 month pass, you end up with a 15 month pass. But I think that's about to expire, so you might want to get out there and take a look at that. All right. Anything else you can think of, Connor, that I've missed? Nope. Everything was covered. All right. And as I've said, if you're doing a three-day ticket into the parks, right now they're giving the third day for free. Uh, But I'm telling you guys, you're so almost close to the total price of of an annual pass. So I, I still recommend staying on site. And getting the AP and then getting that discount and getting the money put right, right back in your pocket. So anyway, okay, we're going to move on. Let's see here. Coming up this summer, let's see here. We've got that. Uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm saying this as though I'm reading it. Uh, okay, so we have Kong opening. We have Hulk opening. Don't let me forget that. That refurb is almost done. They've actually torn down the entire track and replaced it. The curious thing with that right now for me will be to see if you still get that, that roar that you used to hear as the Hulk rolled along the tracks. Uh, it could be that they didn't want that disturbance throughout the rest of the park, that you could hear it when, let's say, even you're somewhat back into um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter lands, you might still be able to hear the roar of the Hulk. There's a chance that maybe they didn't want that. So they've kind of uh, maybe quieted it down. We'll see. We're going to know soon. That's just another attraction that's going to be opening back and up. We just kind of saw that with Rip Ride Rocket, to where you see it and it's just screaming by you, but there's absolutely no noise to it. You can't hear it hardly at all. Right. All right. So to summarize this part, what's opening this summer is going to be Skull Island, uh, Reign of Kong, Sapphire Falls. It's taking reservations now, but it'll officially open on July the 17th. I expect to see a media opening before then. So you'll see video come up of that. And then the Hulk will reopen with uh, great new enhancements in its storyline, riot vehicles, and the overall experience. Okay. We're going to jump through some things here now that we've uh, we talked about, I guess, on our long drive that we just took to Florida and back. Uh, first of all, they did a survey. Tell me a little bit more about this, Connor, the survey that just came out. So Universal, about, I don't know, a month and a half ago, I think, um, put out a survey asking people certain things that they would like to see from the Harry Potter parks. And one of those things that was asked about was the uh, Yule Ball, like what they had in Goblet of Fire. And so... Um, that I just thought that'd be really neat to see if they could uh, do that because of all of the merchandise, the food, and everything. I mean, you know, let alone just the event um, that could be added into the parks. But um, the one thing that I had a question of is would it still be in the Great Hall? Because they don't actually have a Great Hall there. And so, what was your idea? That they build a Great Hall right next to Hogwarts. Um, through a little bit of the aerial views that I've looked at, it looks like there's some land that would actually push back over into Jurassic Park. But uh, there's a good chance that if they could squeeze it in there, this is not going to be a massive venue that you know, you're going to be able to put 10,000 people into. There's a chance you get 3,000 possibly into this, into the Great Hall. Uh, plus, at the same time, you can do some spill out into Hogwarts. You can do a Christmas party in Hogwarts and then do the Yule Ball going on within the Great Hall. I don't And so if they did hard ticket parties, as everybody knows, a lot of times they close the parks early. And so they could do hard ticket parties at that time. And uh, who knows, even during Halloween Horror Nights, if somebody doesn't want to go to Horror Nights, they usually close the uh, Potter parks. And so maybe they could open them and just have a hard ticket party back in there just for people going to that event and then let everybody else do their Halloween Horror Nights. That way, they're actually running two hard ticket events on the same, same evening. Have Halloween Hogwarts. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's yeah, the they movies. could. You're right. It's in the movies and books that they yeah. do Halloween. Yeah. So I think that there's the the survey. I think hopefully this means that they're actually going to try to do this. Start doing some hard ticket events to keep the parks open a little later, and also to help it make it easier so you can see it in the evenings. Anybody who's been there, if you get there at rope drop, by the time you start coming up on dark, you're you know, you're getting pretty tired. And so if you didn't have to, if you did hope drop, uh, rope, hope, rope drop. And then head it back to your room like we've done before, let's say like 11 a.m. Let everybody else have their way in the parks and then come back for your hard ticket party that evening or a little bit before. 
Uh, it just sounds like a good time to do something like that. Okay, last here. Uh, I wanted to follow up with what is actually going on uh, in the Potter universe right now, and that is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The movie has been announced, the first movie of a trilogy, correct, Connor? Yes. And that's been announced to debut on November 18th of 2016. Going to be close to the time that Rogue One comes out. I think about a month before. Uh, yeah, about a month before. All right. And in case you don't know about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, tell us a little bit about the books, Connor. So it's not your average novel like the uh, other Harry Potter books were. It was a. It was released as part of the uh, Hogwarts Library series. There were three books: Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Quidditch Through the Ages, and Tales of the Be- Tales of Beetle the Bard. Um, and it was really just like a Hogwarts textbook that was supposedly owned by Harry, Ron, or Hermione. Um, and so it just details out all of these magical creatures um, around the Wizarding World. And J.K. Rowling has written a story around that, around the man who wrote the book, Newt Scamander. Um, and his events, or events that took place when he went to New York to show off his magical creatures. Cool. Okay. Uh, something else that I had thought about, uh, this kind of took place in my head a little bit as I just thought, okay, where does this take place? The stories actually for Fantastic Beasts take place in New York in 1927. Okay, if you think about what is kind of separating between uh, the city of New York and London, the San Francisco. But now, if you see the construction area right now and videos of it online for, um, well, where disaster used to be in Fast and Furious is going to go, it's torn down flat right now. And um, so you can see back to King's Cross Station. I, I'm hoping that they maybe could stick something back in there and have a way that you go straight to New York, get in behind and come back in New York. And then possibly they can open up another area of the park, theme it a little more to what New York looks like in these movies, and give you another Potter area that you can go to. What do you think, Connor? Yeah, I think that would be awesome if they could figure out a way to do that. I think just... it would make more use even of the area than what they're getting now. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, that's going to have to be approved by J.K. Rowling. Um, let's see here. I think that's pretty close to everything that we've got for what's coming up. Um, a few more things about Fantastic Beasts. It was also announced that the director who directed all but um, the first two Harry Potter movies, his name is David Yates, he is also going to be directing Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, and so, um, I don't know, that at least keeps the uh, a consistent flow in who the director is of the movies. And so, um, you kind of said it, I think, or you've said it before, that they keep the feel of Harry Potter while being a completely new story. In the series. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be good. And also they just announced the, um, the, uh, person who's going to be composing the soundtrack for it, it which is, uh, it's Peter Doyle. No. Oh, it's no, not. Uh, Howard. Oh, that's uh, right. James, James Newton Howard. Howard. Yes. Okay. So yeah. he is going to be doing the, um, film score. Um, and then on top of that now, they just released another trailer for it, which um, details out two new um, magical beasts that you're going to see in it, and it just adds a little more to the background story. And a little more to merchandise and stuff, yes. too, that they can sell. I mean, that case where you see the beast reaching out of the case where yeah. he's standing. Anyway, I'm, I'll put the links to these uh, 
uh, previous trailers into the show notes. So take a look at those. And let me just finish up by saying this. If you're not going to make it in 2017, I'm sorry, 2016, here's what you got to look forward now to in 2017. Everything that we just discussed will be open, including then Fast and Furious will be opening there. The Jimmy Fallon attraction will be opening and Volcano Bay, which is their new uh, water theme park, will be opening. So that's a little more to look forward to. I think also they'll be uh, starting, I think, on demolition at the end of this year on the Wet n' Wild Park that they own. And so we'll probably hear some announcements as to what's coming up with that. Plus, they have another 475 acres that they just purchased right across from the Orlando Eye. And uh, if you want to see what the Orlando Eye looks like a little bit at night, I'm going to be putting a little bit of video up of that, and you can see that. But if you basically look at the video from where we took it, turn directly around and look across the road, you're going to see where the land, some of the land is at that uh, Universal just purchased. So uh, be curious to see what's going to end up going in there. I really do think that Universal doesn't waste a lot of time making announcements. So I think you're going to hear some announcements coming up soon um, on probably Nintendo and other stuff that they have coming along. There's a lot of rumors out there. Usually they don't let rumors simmer for too long before they just come out and tell you this is what's happening. So uh, I expect to hear you know, more going on announced uh, coming up into 2018, 2019, and 2020. So they have a lot going on. So um, like I said, if you can't make it in 2016, you've got twice that to look forward to then in 2017 and more even going forward from there. So, all right, guys, that is what we have to uh, go over right now with the uh, Universal Orlando Parks. Uh, in case, too, you haven't heard, there's a uh, lot that's going on also uh, that has gone on and continues to go on in the uh, Universal Hollywood Parks. They just opened the uh, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter out there with the Forbidden Journey and with Flight of the Hippogriff out there. Forbidden Journey out there has a 3D element to it. Uh, I've heard some people say, oh, yeah, it made them ill. That was in soft opening. I haven't heard any complaints about that since. The park looks it looks fantastic, and so it's doing really well already, even uh, even though it's just open. So I expect to hear more announcements of additional things that are going to be opening there. I did see a quick interview. I still cannot remember who filmed this interview, but when I find it again, I will uh, I'll put it up for you guys. And it's he's talking. The interview is talking with a guy who's one of the designers for the parks. In it, there's a little blurb about uh, Ministry of Magic and how this guy would like to build the Ministry of Magic. So let's keep our fingers crossed that they're able to do that, maybe find some way to build it into the Orlando parks, and then go from there. And also, they just opened or are about to open, I think, uh, in Japan. Yeah, they well, they've opened in Japan now. Okay. Um, no, what they did, they just had a opening ceremony for a um, like a spell casting school, I guess. Um, it's a special event they're doing that they teach you how to do spells, and then when you go around, you can get, cast them at stuff. And then, like uh, I think the one that they show off is Incendio. You point it, your wand at a chimney, and it blasts out fire from the top. Um, so to announce that they did an opening ceremony, that it, it was honestly probably one of the coolest things I've seen. They had um, a bunch of Hogwarts students line up, a bunch of people dressed as Hogwarts students, and they had the uh, Weasleys Ford Anglia. And they made it levitate in the air and fly around um, the stage and over towards the castle. Yeah, I, I, was, I can't even explain it. It's awesome to watch. 
Now, before I forget, too, you keep telling me, and I haven't watched it yet, and that is a video of the opening of the Hollywood Wizarding World. Right? Yes. And you yes. said some of the things that went on there with uh, 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 visuals on the castle and everything? Yeah, um, there were visuals on the castles and just some of the things that they did, um, like some of the uh, talent they brought up is really neat. Um, so if anybody hasn't watched that, it's really um, a great introduction into the Harry Potter parks now in Hollywood. And that is a video from Inside the Magic. Yes. So I do know that. Okay. I think that's all we have. You got anything else, Connor? No, that's it for me. All right, everybody. Well, uh, uh, in case you didn't hear me say it or if I didn't say it before, we will be back in the parks again in September. Keep an eye out there. We got video and stuff that's going to be coming out uh, here soon on our YouTube channel. And uh, and we're going to keep trying to bring you what we can as we can. Uh, I don't see any, uh, any more flash, quick trips in our future. But then again, you never know. So... Uh, uh, keep an eye on us at Twitter at twitter.com slash amazing places. And maybe you'll see that we happen to be back in the parks. All right, everyone. Good talking to you again. We'll be back again soon. Bye.